Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Karina Bemisterfer, host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast. Yes, you heard me right. Daily true crime. Every day, Morning Cup of Murder tells you a straightforward, short-form story about murder, true crime, cold cases, disappearances, serial killers, cults, and more. And I do that all in under 15 minutes. With over three years of stories and over 20 million downloads, the Morning Cup of Murder podcast has become a staple of so many people's daily routines. So why not add it to yours? Stream Morning Cup of Murder everywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, stay safe. Five Baffling New Year's Day Disappearances New Year's Day is one of celebration and of new beginnings, but for some families, it's a day of tragedy and grief. The cases on this list feature mysterious disappearances that happen on New Year's Day. These are five baffling New Year's Day disappearances. Number five, Martin Kelly. It was January 1st, 2006, when 21-year-old Martin Kelly from Hollywood, Ireland, a small metropolitan area in Belfast, headed outside with friends. Kelly attended a party at Paps Bar, a pub close to the docks. He was in the bar with friends, but decided to stay behind after they left. Kelly was seen talking to other customers at the bar and left around 7.10 p.m., and after that, he was never seen again. Martin Kelly's family is baffled about his disappearance. It was unlike him to just disappear without a trace. Police did an extensive search via land and water to try and find his body. They've interviewed countless people asking if they have any idea where he could have gone. They've even received CCTV footage to see if it captured the young man on the scene, but searches remained unfruitful. Months later, the family even enlisted the help of a psychic to help find Martin. According to the psychic, Diane Lazarus, she believes the young man is in the water. 
She added Martin's body is in the River Lagan. Along with Martin's mother, the psychic said it's possible he was trapped in an archway beneath the water's surface and that diving the area could help determine if Martin is indeed there. For Martin's family, especially his mother, she's still hoping her son will walk into the door someday, although they're also preparing themselves for the worst. Martin Kelly worked as a plumber and part-time barman. He stood 5 foot 11 to 6 feet tall with a slim build. He had short dark hair and was wearing blue jeans with a black Guinness t-shirt on the day he was last seen. His case remains unsolved. Number 4. Sam Todd Sam Todd and his brother Adam decided to ring in New Year's Eve of 1984 by attending several parties around Manhattan, New York. After jumping from one party to the next, at around 1.30 a.m., Sam and a group of friends went to another party at 271 Mulberry Street. By this time, Sam Todd was intoxicated and complained that his head was spinning. Seeing him unstable, Adam suggested to his brother they stop outside to get air. They went down two flights of stairs and onto the street. Sam then told his brother he was going to go for a run to help clear his head. His brother offered to go with him, but he declined. Adam watched as Sam slowly jogged away from him. Sam was an avid runner and was trying to get back in shape, so it wasn't unusual for him to go out on a jog. Adam headed back up to the party, but when his brother Sam didn't return, he became concerned. The next day, Sam reported him missing. Hundreds of students, faculty, and friends began searching for him in the days and weeks that followed, and news of his disappearance made the headlines. Initially, witnesses reported seeing Sam in soup kitchens or wandering the streets in a disoriented state. Another person even reported seeing him washing car windows on a street in Greenwich Village. With these reports, many believe Sam might have had amnesia. After weeks and months after the disappearance, Adam, along with some friends, searched soup kitchens and homeless shelters almost daily, hoping to see signs of Sam. But they never found him. Despite distributing over 14,000 flyers around the city, no one had reported seeing Samuel Todd since. At the time of his disappearance, Sam had pre-registered for five courses for the upcoming school semester at Yale Divinity School. He also passed the first round of qualifying exams for Presbyterian ordination. During his disappearance, he was 24 years old, stood 5 foot 11, had blue eyes, brown hair, and weighed about 135 pounds. He was last seen wearing a dark blue sweatshirt, he had on blue jeans, sneakers, and a Timex watch. Currently, the case is still unsolved. Number 3. Katrin Conert Like any 15-year-old, Katrin Conert from Waterwitz, Germany, had her secrets. For her, it was a secret older boyfriend named Joachim. The man was twice her age in his late 20s, Although she never told her parents about her boyfriend, her sisters and friends did know about him. On New Year's Day of 2001, Katrin left her parents' house to spend the afternoon with her boyfriend at his apartment in Bergen. She told her parents she was hanging out with her best friend Stephanie. It was Stephanie who introduced the two together, and initially Stephanie was supposed to go to Joachim's apartment, but texted that she couldn't make it because of the bad weather. 
It had been the middle of winter and the streets were coated with black ice. It was supposed to be a fun afternoon, but instead the couple argued. While at the apartment, Katrin texted friends asking for a ride home. She also called her boyfriend's friends, Fen, asking if he could pick her up. This was around 5.30 p.m. and by 6, Katrin messaged her sister asking her to tell their mother she would be home around 6.30 or 7. Her sister said the number wasn't registered, so she deleted the message and told their mother the info. Close to 7 p.m., Katrin was seen leaving Joachim's apartment. She walked past a church and headed to a bus stop. Martin, Katrin's friend, saw her at the bus stop and offered a ride. She declined, though, because Martin was known for speeding and felt it was dangerous to do so on the black ice. At around 7.30 p.m., the bus arrived, but Katrin never got on. In fact, she was no longer at the bus stop by then, and no one has seen her since. Katrin's disappearance was a mystery. For some time, her family believed she ran away. She was becoming rebellious and often came to blows with her family. Although police interviewed her friends, her boyfriend, and those who offered her a ride prior to her disappearance, they could not find anything, and eventually the case went cold. Then, five years after she disappeared, her sister received a mysterious call. The caller was female. She spoke in German but had an Eastern European accent and said she was calling about your sister, the one who disappeared, BMW Black Hamburg. Then she hung up. The phone call was traced to a phone booth in Nuremberg, 500 kilometers from Waterwitz. The booth was located in an industrial district. Because of this, many speculate Katrin may have been abducted or sold to a prostitution or trafficking ring. Curiously, another witness, a non-local woman who got lost, said she drove through the area at the time and saw a girl at a bus stop talking to a driver of a black BMW with a Berlin license plate. The problem was, though, she could not identify if the bus stop Katrin was last seen in was the same one where she saw the girl. She wasn't even sure she saw anything significant at the time. Various theories came soon after. Aside from the theory that Katrin was abducted and led to a prostitution ring, there's speculation she had decided to walk home that night and was killed. Some also say she was picked up by one of her friends or someone she knew and was killed accidentally or intentionally. Some also say a rapist or serial killer active in the area could have been involved. In 2018, law enforcement decided to reinvestigate and open the case. In November of 2018, a caller told police of a possible location of Katrin's body, but no other information was heard from again, and today, the case remains open. Number 2. Benjamin Coffee On New Year's Day of 2012, Benjamin Coffey attended a gathering with friends to celebrate the New Year in Gloucester, Virginia. He spoke to his friends around dinner time and soon after told one of them he was going home because he was tired. The following day, Virginia State Police discovered Benjamin's abandoned van in Tappahannock, Virginia, an hour away from where he was last seen. Inside the van were various personal items. Coffey's dog, Clue, was also in there. When police found the van, they discovered it belonged to Coffey, but there was no sign of him inside. It wasn't until three days later, on January 3rd, that his family was informed he was missing. Police searched through the area where his van was abandoned, 
and scent dogs traced his scent up until a swamp. His father said Benjamin loved his dog and wouldn't leave at all without taking him. Many of his friends and family are unsure why his van was found in Tappahannock since he had no family or friends there. Benjamin is a white male about 5 feet 6 inches tall and weighs in at about 150 pounds. He had short brown hair with hazel eyes and a distinctive The Keywork logo tattooed on his right arm, a logo used by a rock band called Coheed and Cambria. He was also seen wearing a shirt with the band's name emblazoned on the front. At the time of his disappearance, he was renting a house from a friend and was restoring a vintage boat. He loved sailing and often spent time in the marina. His family is currently offering a $10,000 reward for any information regarding his disappearance. Number 1. Ben Smart and Olivia Hope To welcome the new year of 1998, young couple, 17-year-old Olivia Hope and 21-year-old Ben Smart headed to Marlboro Sound in New Zealand to party. It was a popular spot for parties and to ring in the new year. After the festivities, the couple headed to a moored yacht Olivia and her friends had rented called the Tamarack. They were supposed to sleep there, but found all 12 berths were occupied. Olivia and Ben got their sleeping bags and then left on a water taxi between 4 and 5 a.m. This was the last time they were ever seen. When friends couldn't find Olivia the next day, they got worried. Their parents were informed and the couple was reported missing. Soon after, news of the missing couple spread. And the water taxi driver came forward and said he gave both Olivia and Ben a ride that early morning of January 1st. But he said there was another person on his water taxi with them. The other passenger offered the couple a place on his boat. Originally, the water taxi was supposed to take the couple to the shore, but instead drove to the guy's yacht after the couple agreed they would sleep there. The driver then took two other passengers to a nearby wharf. On January 12th, police seized a yacht owned by Scott Watson and examined it forensically. Even though there were no bodies found, police treated the case as a murder investigation. Six months after the couple disappeared, Scott Watson was then charged with murder. According to the prosecutor, Watson tried to snare a sexual conquest and eyed Olivia Hope. Ben was likely killed for being in the way and presumably their bodies were wrapped in sleeping bags and then tossed into the sea. There was no specific proof this happened, however. The prosecution pointed out Watson's yacht was cleaned extensively and newly painted. However, police discovered two blonde hairs on his blanket which matched Olivia's DNA. Watson also lied to authorities about the clothes he was wearing at that time, saying he wore a gray jersey with red stripes, but photos taken that night showed he was wearing a denim blue shirt and boots, and these were never found. On the other hand, there are those who firmly believe Watson is innocent. According to defense lawyers, the two blonde hairs are suspicious since they were only found after the second search of the yacht. What's more, the water taxi driver insisted on the yacht where he dropped off the couple was a two-masted catch. Watson's boat is a single-masted sloop. Despite witnesses also seeing the two-masted catch, police insist it doesn't exist. During the high-profile trial, the jury found Watson guilty on both counts of murder despite not finding the victim's bodies. He was sentenced to life in prison and will become eligible for parole in 2020. 
Watson has continued to maintain his innocence. He's appealed several times, but has been denied. So there were five baffling New Year's Day disappearances. New Year's Day can be one of the happiest days of the year, but it can also turn grim and horrifying in an instant. Many of these cases are still open, and most of these people remain missing today. We have new videos every Wednesday and Saturday, so if you enjoyed this one, then please subscribe and hit the notification bell. Thanks for tuning in this week, and we'll see you soon.